Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello again, faithful listener. This is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia, and today we're going to continue our study looking into what a false prophet is. So please turn with me to 2 Corinthians. That's Paul's second letter to those round about Corinth. And he says this, beginning in verse 13 of chapter 11. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now notice, just like in the rest of this mini-series, we've pointed out that the false apostle come in and they love propping up an interpretation of God that is not God at all. And it stands to reason because 2 Corinthians chapter 11 begins on that note where he says in verse 2, I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Why? Because if one comes afterward and they preach another Jesus or another Christ, well, that's the one that Paul fears we will accept. And so we live in an era now where we follow Judeo-Christianity, at least the majority, and follow these traditions of men that are not found within the Word of God. Exactly what Jesus Christ, Yahshua Messiah, came to war against. Those traditions. But the other thing that should be pointed out from 2 Corinthians chapter 11 is this. They transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. Again, the bogus prophet does not come in and say, uh, Jesus Christ never existed. But rather, they appear as a minister of light. And this should not be shocking to each and every one of us, because, after all, it was Satan, that anointed cherub that covereth, who also transforms himself into an angel of light. Meaning, outwardly, they appear as a Christian. Outwardly, they appear as your Billy Graham, your Joel Olstein, or your John Haggy type. They are they who are deceitful workers, because they come in, they prop themselves up as ministers of righteousness, while all the while they teach that the Christ killer, somehow or another, are God's chosen people. That's one such example. The other important aspect is this. The false prophet... They meet their end according to their own works. Again, Yahweh God is always fair. And because a fake prophet is somebody who comes in and tells you what God means to them, 
and can't substantiate it within the word of God, well, they reap what they sow, which is one of the oldest laws in all of Scripture. But the point is this. They don't come in inherently evil. They don't come in and tell you that everything you've ever believed was completely wrong. But they come in and they teach things that are deceitful. For example, in this same chapter 11, Paul says this in verse 3, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. What we can deduct from Paul's teaching here is the fact that there is simplicity within Yahshua Messiah's teachings. After all, it was he who said, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, mean what you say. But the false prophet comes in and they take these very simple teachings and they come and they add a bunch to it. They say, well, this word doesn't really mean what it means and history's wrong here and all of these other concepts. The way of the false prophet is to come in and take Jesus' very simple words and muddy them up. And that's what we see within the land today. Because there are people who go out there and they love preaching things that are not substantiated within the word of God. For example, the Bible says that the Jew is contrary to all men, they please not God, and are technically an abomination. So what we can deduct from that teaching is this. The Judeo-Christians who go and give praise to the enemies of Yahweh God aren't even men at all. Scripturally, in the eyes of Yahweh God, they are not men because the enemies of Christ are supposed to be contrary to all men or all Adamites. So it is here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that Paul gives some advice pertaining to false prophets. But he also instructs Timothy and by extension the church, pertaining to what a false prophet or a deceitful worker, as this text renders it, will do. So this morning, please turn to the second epistle to Timothy. In chapter 4, beginning in verse 2, we're instructed, preach the word, stopping right there, that's your job. Preach the word. Can you do that? Not every man is called to be a quote-unquote pastor, but every man is called to preach. Every man is called to testify of the great miracles that Yahweh God has done for us. Every man is called to preach the Word of God and counteract the traditions of men. We're commanded, preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Now, before we even continue, Paul uses the word here, long-suffering, because that's the first key of love. You know the story, love is all these things. Well, the first thing love is, is long-suffering. Genuine love is patient. Genuine love bestows unmerited favor and or grace. That is the love of Yahweh God, and that is the love that he calls each and every one of his Israelite men, women, and children to show one another. In short, agape love. Not this sloppy garbage that you hear out there in Judeo-Christian circuits. Why? Because they don't preach the word. They'll take one verse, and they'll preach on it for a few hours, and when you leave the church, you don't feel edified. You don't feel fed. Christ told Peter, If you love me, feed my sheep. And so it stands for each and every pastor out there. 
If you truly love the flock of Yahweh God, or by extension, the body of Jesus Christ, then you will feed the people. You will not lie to them, because we are not deceitful workers. That is the job of the false prophet. So he says, to exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine, verse 3 of 2 Timothy chapter 4. Why? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Stopping right there again. We're being told here by Paul, most likely being scribed by Luke, but definitely Paul's opinion. And Paul here is giving an end-time prophecy. How can we say that? Well, he says the time will come, meaning that that time was not then. And even though at the times of Paul and Peter and the latter apostles, after the crucifixion, being a Christian was considered illegal and you could be put to death and you were persecuted for it, <laughs> there was not so many false dogmas at the time. You were either in the correct path or you were not. You were an atheist. For example, you were a Christian because most of those underground preachers of Paul's time taught within the catacombs. They taught in an underground sense, meaning in other people's homes, because it was mostly illegal, but they did not teach untruth. Paul is saying here, the time will come in the future, dear kinsfolk, and we are in that time now. We are in the time when they do not endure sound doctrine. But what else? Paul warns, After their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. Now, this of course ties perfectly into the Old Testament prophecies that we've already covered in this series, and that is this, that the false prophet will tell you what you want to hear. And oftentimes it is the will of the people who want to have their ears tickled. After all, it is in Jeremiah and Isaiah that Yahweh God says, people will erect a false prophet after their own image who will feed them with what they want to hear, not necessarily the truth. Paul says, For the time will come in the future when they will not endure sound doctrine. Polite way of saying they won't follow the Bible. They're only going to follow what they believe in their own heart or what the false prophet tells them. But not the faith delivered unto the saints, not the faith of our forefathers. Not only that, after their own lusts, meaning their own desires, their own wants, what they themselves in their own heart want God to appear to them as, that's what they will heap to themselves false teachers, false prophets, because their ears itch. Continuing on, and they who, the false prophets, the false teachers that the people or these tares sown in amongst the wheat, we could say, heap together for themselves, they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Fiction. Things that are not even substantiated within the word of God. The false prophet's job, just like in Second Peter chapter 2, is to make the way of truth evil. So that when a genuine prophet who has risen up according to Yahweh's own heart steps in and says, you know, Yahweh God commands this. Jesus Christ commands this in the New Testament. Well, their instant knee-jerk reaction is, well, that's not what my pastor tells me. Huh, maybe you should look a little deeper into the Word of God. Why? Because it's the Word of God that we're supposed to use to reprove, to rebuke, to exhort with all long-suffering and genuine true doctrine. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. 
If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. So, out there within Judeo-Christianity and even Christian identity in lesser regards, there are those who heap together for themselves false teachers because they tell them what they want to hear. For example, those who love engaging in the forbidden practices of slander and gossip and talking and defaming of other men, well, they instantly, and I'm speaking from experience, will go out there and find a pastor who tells them what they want to hear. And in my career of teaching the Bible, I have seen countless men and women come and go, abide for a season, if it is, and then you say something that they don't agree with. And even though it may be substantiated within the Word of God nine times out of ten, they usually go out and they find a pastor who will tell them exactly what they want to hear. Not necessarily the truth of God's Word, which is what we've proven in this mini-series. That's a genuine teacher who has risen up according to Yahweh's own heart will teach. He's not going to add this extraneous BS to what is already codified, to what Paul says here. They shall turn away their ears from the truth. John 17, 17, the words of Yahshua Messiah, he says, Yahweh's word is truth. And it's through that word that we're able to sanctify ourselves, meaning to set ourselves aside or be holy, to be pure in the eyes of Yahweh God. But here they turn their ears from the truth in the latter era and in the era we find ourselves in now, a rebuilt Babylon. And they're turned unto fables. Now, this word fables is extremely important. I feel, because we're also commanded in Scripture to not give heed to Jewish fables. It's the way of the Jew to come and present a fiction. It was the way of the Jew in the Old Testament. But in this latter era, they have a million and one books, movies, music, audio tapes, whatever you have, distractions, video games, anything to keep your mind off the truth, that is God's Word, off your own discernment. And I say that, of course, because Jesus Christ taught us in Matthew and Mark. Beware of the false prophet. That requires discernment. Peter says, again, in his second epistle, chapter 2, that the only way to overcome the false prophet is to use discernment. Now, this particular Sunday morning, you will notice that Paul says the same exact thing. The time will come, but we are to be instant, instantaneously. This is the true witness, if you will, 
By that I mean certain people, it does not matter how many times you beat them over the head with the word of God. It doesn't matter how you come to them and say, your pastor's a whore, he's lying. But what matters is your own example. Not only that, your ability to be able to give an answer to the faith that is in you. That means more to the unbelieving hordes than somebody who's trying to prove themselves right. For example, if you're out there professing to be a Bible teacher and you're engaging in those forbidden practices of slander, gossip, and worrying about the splinter in your brother's eye, well, obviously you're blind as per the mouth of Yahshua Messiah, but you are leading the flock away from God. Doesn't matter if 99% of what you preach is true. Doesn't matter if you come in and say, don't eat pork and observe the Sabbath. What matters is how you live. Are you practicing what you preach? If you are, then when Yahweh God brings his people to you that are searching, your job, man, woman, or child of Israel, is to be instant, in season and out of season, to give an answer. Now, for most of us within Christian identity, that's extremely easy because we know the Word of God. And so when somebody comes to you and says, how come you observe the Sabbath on the seventh day? How come you observe the food laws? Well, we're able to give them an answer. We can go back to the Word of God, to the words of Yahshua, and prove that our Redeemer taught that until heaven and earth pass, not one jot, not one tittle shall pass from the law of God. Why is that important, especially in this latter era? Because they are turned to Jewish fables. And when you, as the faithful, question their false dogmas, they're usually the first ones to rebuke you. Who? The false prophet. Try it sometime, if you still have the misfortune of supporting and going to a Judeo-Christian church. Ask them, where does it say in Scripture the Jews are God's chosen? And usually, they will not be instant enough to give you an answer in season as to what they teach. They'll usually instantly get offended, call you an anti-Semite, rebuke you, and cast you out of their company. Now that's a gloryful thing. That's good for each and every one of us, because Yahweh God Jesus Christ taught no different. Marvel not when the world hates you. In short, if the world, this wicked kingdom that is Satan's, according to the mouth of Jesus Christ, does not hate you for preaching the truth as they did Jesus Christ, in short, you're not preaching the truth. You're preaching the traditions of men. You're preaching what your flock may want to hear because they have itchy ears that desire the lies, as per Isaiah and Jeremiah. But you're not teaching the faithful witness or the faithful word of God. So how can I say all of this? Well, it's very easy. Verse 5 of Second Timothy chapter 4. Watch thou in all things. Are you watching, dear kinsfolk? Because that's exactly what a watchman does. Not only that, watching is the first step in discernment. If you're not watching and paying attention, then you cannot be aware of the false prophet. Paul is saying here, watch. In all things, everything out there, whether it's in your job, whether it's in the contemporary church, or whether it's in your own home. Good, bad, secular, or religious, watch in all things. Watch for the signs, the wonders, and all of those keys that Yahweh God gave us that denote the end of an age. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Interesting key, is it not? Endure afflictions because you're supposed to reap upon yourself affliction for preaching the word of God. 
It's not a bed of roses. It's not prosperity, and it's not getting riches. Rather, genuine Christianity is being a watchman. Not only that, enduring the inflictions of the world, because we're not of this world. And when the world comes along and speaks a lie, it speaks only for their own people. Those who follow the world, those who are set there seven days a week watching the television, don't listen to the Word of God, well, they are they who obviously will stand before Yahshua Messiah in judgment and be told, depart from me, I never knew you. If you can't take ten seconds out of your life, out of your five hours a day of watching television and shrilling beer, and set it aside for Yahweh God and His Word, don't sit there and fool yourself in delusion, into thinking, well, I've lived a generally good life, I'm going to enter in. You need to be a faithful servant. Not only that, Paul here is speaking for Yahshua Messiah, and he says, Watch in all things, adore afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist. Each and every one of us. Now, that's not calling you to have a ministry, like literally. That's calling for you to evangelize, to preach, just like he says earlier. Be instant. Be able to give an answer, in season and out of season, non-stop, as to the faith you have. When the unbeliever sees that, he will want a piece of that same pie. But those out there who hear a man saying, hey, follow the law, or don't follow the law, and then engaging in sin, they're not fooled. People are not as stupid as the false prophet wants you to believe. Those men, women, and children who listen to the false prophet, who I aforementioned will roller skate in the aisles and jump and dance and sing and hoopla, they're doing that not because they're being edified with the word of God, but because they're being told exactly what they want to hear. Not only that, the final part of verse 5. Make full proof of thy ministry. Paul says, be ready to go to the word of God and point out exactly what you believe. Because if you're not able to point out within Yah's word exactly what it is you believe then you're no different than the Judeo-Christian. You're no different than the Pharisees that Jesus Christ railed against. You're no different than the false prophet in Judeo-Christianity and dual seedline CI combined. Now, it's a given the single seedliners are false prophets. They believe their flesh is evil because they're the children of the devil, just like Christ taught. It's really that simple. But your flesh is not evil, dear kinsfolk. Your flesh is sanctified. Put aside not only that, holy enough for our beloved Redeemer, Yahshua Messiah to come through. That is not evil flesh. But there are children of the devil out there who are quote-unquote born of the wicked one. Just as Christ taught their flesh is evil, and so, as it is, they're bound under us. They tell us, the saints, the Zadok, hey, my flesh is evil because I'm an evil person. Use your own discernment, dear kinsfolk. There are many false prophets out there. They appear as an angel of light, meaning they want to be revered as righteous, and they may even present themselves as loving and long-suffering. But the true duty of saints is to seek out the matter, to substantiate what you're being taught. So, this season especially, when your false prophet comes in and says, Hey, it's Easter! Point out who Astaroth is. Point out what Ishtar is. <laughs> and not only that, ask your whore Baal priest why it is they're celebrating a secular holiday like Easter as opposed to the Passover. 
And so until next time, dear faithful listener, until we continue our mini-study into the false prophet, this is Pastor Visser inviting you to swing by our forum or to listen to us on TalkShoe or YouTube. Wishing you and yours great studies, war for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.